This is the Mike Garrigan Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of 15 in the Echoes of Winter podcast series. My name is Mike Garrigan, and this is the Mike Garrigan Podcast. Yeah, so um, who's our um, who's our guest today? Well, we had a bit of a scheduling uh, change, so um, if you don't mind, you're going to be the guest today. I'm going to be the guest today. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I, I gave you the job of finding the guests, mm-hmm. and when I do that, I expect you to follow through. I know, uh, I know. And my understanding was that... Yeah, you, I mean... You said you could do this. I, so, I can. It's just sometimes uh, people need, can't. I mean, do you need me to do this for no, you? No, we're no, good. We're good. Just this will be a one-time thing. Okay. Yeah. So you're the guest today, and um, what we're gonna do first, uh, mm-hmm. like we've been doing, is uh, we're gonna play a song. So here's a song. Uh, it's called "Them." Wait, 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 wait. wait before we play a song, don't you have? I mean, shouldn't you be doing some pr- self promotion, like some kind of? Yeah. Hey, you know, here's what's going on. I think you should. Okay, well, let's let's go down the list. First of all, um, if you're not on my mailing list at MikeGarrigan.com, go over there right now while you're listening to this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, sign up for the mailing list. Uh, that way, you can stay on top of all the things I'm doing. That'd be great. I would appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, and, and if you are going to do that, just a reminder too, um, this coming February uh, 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, Collapsus is going to do an online Stage It show, and mm-hmm. it'll be at least uh, two of us together, uh, maybe maybe all of us. I don't know. We're, we're still talking about who, who's going to be able to come. It is Valentine's Day, and it's a last-minute thing, but uh, we're going to be on Stage It. We're going to do. Uh, we're going to celebrate the fifteenth anniversary of the album Dirty Wake. So, uh, please uh, check out stageit.com. There's there's tickets available now. They are going fast. We limit it to twenty five people, and the reason we do that is so that we can interact with you. If we have more than that, it's hard to to manage the requests. So, uh, that's going on. Yeah, that's it. Like you said, stageit.com. I'm going to be there. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be great. You know, I, I love the stage it shows. And I do too. Just to, to see a, a collapse, this one will be, be good. I think so. Um, and I, I was just going to ask you too, you have a lot going on with the blog lately. Could you tell everybody about, you know, what you're doing with it and uh, why you're doing it? Yeah, there's like, you know, I've decided I was going to step up my blog a little more this year and have regular posts. And um, every day has a theme. I think that's good. Yeah. On Sundays, I'm posting pictures of numbers, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, just from around uh, my world, just anytime I see a number that, is I just take a photo of it, so it's kind of a of a neat little uh, document there. Uh, Mondays and is it, oh yeah, Mondays I'm doing a, a countdown. I'm going to turn forty this year, and I'm doing mm-hmm. uh, just a little personal essays once a week about my experiences that week and thinking about getting older and what that experience is like for a practicing musician. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's good. It's good. Gotten a couple good comments on on on, on that. On Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm counting down my top 100 movies, and that's going to run through the end of the year. And I, I like cinema. This is a big year for movies. We have a sure whole bunch is. of cool stuff come, going on. Star Wars. Uh, in cinema this year. You say Star Wars. And so this is the year of movies for me. I'm going to just Star celebrate Wars. that way. It's all Star Wars. Uh, Wednesdays is a regular media day. It'll either be a podcast or YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursdays, I'm reviewing stuff. been listening to a lot of Kiss lately. Um for better or for worse, um, just l- thinking about their 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 work. I think they're great. Uh, and then on Saturdays, it's either a, an archive video or a quote of some kind that resonates with me. So uh, that's what's going on in the blog. I'd appreciate some some readerships and some shares. Um, 
you know, it's just fun for me. Uh, but if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it's a good resource. Yeah. And, you know, um, Mike is on, on you know, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, his Twitter is Mike Garrigan 001 and he's on Facebook. Just look him up. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's stop the talking and, and, uh, thank you for listening. Let's get into a new song. This is called them. I, I got this opinion about this song. I think you kind of knew going into this record uh, from the demo, this was going to be kind of a special song. It's got that nice position on the record track three. Um, yeah. What do you remember about writing this song and your thoughts uh, regarding its fate? Mm-hmm. Like, did you, did you kind of know? <laughs> well, just talk a little bit about it. Yeah, this song um, was one of the ones that just came to me. I was sitting at my computer in front of my Evernote with a mm-hmm. little cursor blinking, and I just picked up the guitar, put a capo on the first fret, started playing some 
some kind of jazzy chords, you know, those uh, that minor chord and that major seven. Yeah. Uh, iteration in the in the guitar work in the beginning just happened and just started singing. Um, I knew I wanted to write a song that was going to be a compliment uh, and and an inversion of the song "She Alone." So rather than the um, you know the, the specific pronoun "she," I chose this objective pronoun "them." Yeah, and um, it's it's grammatically not correct, but in a way it it is because I'm sort of objectifying uh, the pronoun in a way. It's sort of an artistic choice there, you know. Uh, but anyway, the song came from just uh, just a single sitting, and I knew what it was going to be about. I knew that this album was going to be called The Echoes of Winter. So I started talking about uh, the afterglow, uh, which is another sort of term for an echo. And um, the rest is, I don't want to say history, but the rest is what it is. It just became that song. So when you talk about them or, uh, like you mentioned, the grammatically correct they, uh, who are they and what is uh, them? Good question. Um, If She Alone is a song about longing and love and that sort of newness of being um, out and about and seeing someone you connect with and imagining uh, what a relationship would be like and then pursuing that and it coming to a fruition and this this Mm -hmm. wonderful story of of life and love um this is sort of the opposite it's very much an internalized expression of anxiety Mm. uh an expression of paranoia Mm. uh an expression of of therapy to overcome that there's a line comfort on the cushion that's that's what that means sometimes uh you know, I, my imagination of what therapy is like, and let me go ahead and say it, my experience of what therapy is like is that there is comfort when you're uh, in that setting, uh, then going out into the real world, things kind of change. You know, how long does it last? And um, so, yeah, that's what the song is about, really. Are we getting too confessional? Mm-hmm. I feel like... A little bit. Um, I think so. This, yeah. I don't know. I'm just getting this posture from you, like you're closing yeah. down a little bit. Is this, is this something you want to talk about, or should we not talk about it? I mean, I can talk about it if you want to. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess with that interview that we had with um, with Christina last year, yeah, um, that was a good you know, she, she asked a question, what's your most confessional song? And, and th- this whole record is getting into some things that, um, but yeah, it's very confessional and personal, and I, I think that might be... Wait a minute. Don't I hate, use, hate to use that because last time we talked about using the the term "might." I'm sorry if that upsets you, Murray. But thank you. I think that thank is um, the nature of this record that it, it is uh, confessional in a lot of ways, and yeah. I'm going to try my best to to keep some of that stuff protected and veiled. But I think that's what makes good art, too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's no point in in being inauthentic, and if you're going to talk about things like isolation, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. It's not like people are smiling when they're all by themselves and don't want to be. <laughs> you know, this record is what it is. You yeah, know, and it's great. I like it. Thank you. I, mean, I think you've done a great job, and I, I can't wait for this whole thing to unfold. But yeah, me let too. me ask you this: um, I do know that in your experience with working with other artists lately and in the past two years that you you've done a lot of edm work work in the electronic dance music community and i noticed that after the guitar solo there's or bass solo rather which is really cool thank you uh there's this breakdown and then there's sort of this semi drop can you talk about um how that genre influenced that section of the song yeah it's i mean i at two egrets i work with an artist named um 
Quilla. And Quilla, yeah. she works over here. So good. You know, so at, good. at least two times a month. Sometimes it's twice a week, depending on, on what her work schedule is like um, and, and singing schedule is. But she sings uh, hooks and writes songs for uh, EDM. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of these things have this section called the drop, which is basically this sort of accelerated drum beat, you know, and um, it happens right after the, uh, the the breakdown. I thought it'd be a cool way to get back into a song. I've never done that, and I, I've heard it so much when working with her that it's sort of a nod. And I really wanted to have her on the show this week, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we're going to do um, her interview is going to be two weeks uh, from, from now. Uh, and next week we have a great interview with a guy named Lewis Slade from the UK. If you're listening, Lewis, we can't wait uh, to hear uh, you uh, talk with me about uh, the next song on the record, but uh, that's coming up next week. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's going to be great. So I, you know, I think it's cool that it's just you and me talking. I, I imagine that with the mm-hmm. way we're doing this this year, that it won't be the last time on this run. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm not trying to bust your chops or anything. I just, yeah. you know, you said you were going to get guests. I know you're doing it. And, you know, last year, I'm just saying, you know, I always had guests. You did. You did. I didn't have a problem finding people. I so know. I know. I'll just think about that okay. next time you uh, want to take over the reins. Okay. okay. Well, you know, point point well taken. Um, so anyway, be sure to tune in to Stage It. Uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Bring a date. Bring a friend. Uh, get Get your tickets, man. They're going fast. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's close this out. And, um, of course, coming up on the rest of the show, we have a studio time segment and Murray's pet peeves. Studio time. Edition three. Click tracks. Yeah, I feel this front It's never coming down When I feel the front I feel the pain Taking off this mask Was the hardest task That I'd ever had to do And I'd do it again There's nothing on the inside Welcome to Studio Time. Um, what you're hearing in the background is a track from my first full-length CD called Building a Hole. And uh, the song is called Stephen Fell Asunder. And it was a very lively track, obviously. Uh, I played a Yamaha Eterna with fresh strings, and it was bright and crispy, and it was a very exciting day at the studio. I remember, remember it very well. The one thing that I did walk away from from this session as a as a newcomer to recording that that I would have done differently was um, selecting the click track and I didn't know much about uh, click tracks back then and a click track of course is uh, a metronome that guides the tempo and sort of informs uh, how fast you're going and, and sort of when you listen to one while you track guitars or vocals it it really uh, sort of glues together any sort of tempo problems. Um, the thing to remember with click tracks is that uh, when you use them, it's important that they don't bleed onto uh, whatever you're recording. Uh, and this is particularly a problem with acoustic guitars, and uh, just because when you record an acoustic guitar, there's a lot of air that you're recording, and so uh, whatever's coming through your headphones, if you had one sort of 
position behind the ear and sort of playing into the room, if that click track is of a variety that's very piercing and very cutting, um, it can be heard on the recording. And um, I can barely hear it on this recording. You probably can't even notice it, but that's one thing I wish I had done differently. And um, and I'm taking responsibility for it, and it's not even a bad thing. But um, what I would have done had I gone back in time is asked for a click track that wasn't as piercing. And um, but anyway, that's that's what it is. But uh, the thing you can do w- when you're working with your engineer and you're you're working in the studio is to uh, uh, just ask that the click track be something that's pleasant that you can track to, but doesn't bleed through, and make sure it's not bleeding through uh, the microphones. Um, the other thing too is that when the song comes to an end and you have a sort of uh, end point, make sure that that click track is muted. Um, it's an easy thing that any really good engineer can do that will just improve the overall presentation. And if your engineer is not paying attention, um, just tell him <laughs> he should listen. Anyway, let's check out this section right here. after the we are so small i heard a little tambourine kind of in the background which is cool but um anyway first record that's the thing that can happen you know um but yeah good way to improve your recordings is check out the click track anyway this is studio time Murray's Pet Peeves, Volume 3, Parking. Now, there's one thing that bothers me, um, and has to do with parking. And this isn't the kind of rant that has to do with your run-of-the-mill parking lot problems, like the guy taking up two spots, or the person without children in the parking with children um, spot. Or the basic, you know, BS handicap parking problems that we see uh, where people park in the handicap spots that, that don't have a placard. Um, the kind of parking issue I'm talking about is a suburban one. And let me know if you've ever experienced this. Uh, you're at your house and um, say you have two cars in your driveway and a guest arrives. And that guest, uh, rather than pull up to the side of your house, uh, maybe in front of your mailbox or clearly parallel to the curb, decides to pull in front of your driveway. Now, this guest doesn't pull into your driveway so that maybe one or the other car can exit. They pull perpendicular to the driveway so that they're blocking both cars. And, uh, say that guest stays for a while, nobody can use their cars. Um... That guest has decided to make your driveway into a personal sidewalk and entryway for whatever reason. Now, this is a pet peeve of mine, and I would encourage you, if you do this, to stop doing it immediately. Uh, why 
people do this. I don't know. Uh, it happens to me maybe once or twice a year. And when it does, I do need to take a walk around the block. Um, alternate parking options uh, for suburbia. Try parking on the curb. Even if there's not a sidewalk there, uh, maybe leave a, a little space so you can get out and you're not uh, tearing up your the yard there or, or uh, your, your car door. Um, another option is to pull into the driveway, maybe behind one or the other cars. If it's a single uh, car driveway, never pull into it without permission from, from the homeowner. That wouldn't be cool. Um, but beside that, you know, parking's fair game. So uh, think before you park, especially if you're going to be blocking somebody. It's not cool. The Mike Garrigan Podcast is brought to you by Two Egrets Media and Recording. Quality recording for the independent musician. On the web at twoegrets.com. T-W-O-E-G-R-E-T-S dot com.